Hey everyone, Joe Sib here, and unfortunately, Anaya and I are both out on the road. But we'll be back in the studio next week to give you a brand new episode. In the meantime, Anaya and I were talking on the phone, and one of our favorite episodes that we wanted you all to enjoy is episode number 53, Big Emotions in Front of Little Minds. The title says it all. Uh, have you ever blown it and said something that you regret in front of your kids or something happens and you have a big emotion in front of your little child's face and they're like, mom, dad, what just happened? This episode is all about that. And Ana and I really enjoyed doing it. So we felt it would be a perfect one to replay for you right now. Next week though, we'll be back with a new episode. Until then, we'll see you all real soon. All right, enjoy Rad Parenting. What is up, everybody? My name is Joe Sib with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And this is Rad Parenting. Thank you so much for joining us today. Super stoked to be here. As always. As always. Uh, if you're a new listener to the show, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, and you heard me say the word stoked. For the old listeners, you know that I am <laughs> stoked. For everyone else, you're like, wow, what have I got myself into? Yes. Uh, today's show, I'm excited about because usually we come in here and, and I'll bust out a story kind of to lead us into what we're going to talk about. But uh, you and I were just having coffee before the show, as we do, going over our notes, going over everything that we have coming up over the next couple of months. And I don't even think you knew it, but you, you told me this story, that uh, something that happened this weekend to you. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped you when you got done. I go, oh my gosh, we have to do a show right now on this. So uh, you guys, we pulled this all together because I think it's such an important topic uh, it's, it's dealing with our emotions and it's really basically dealing what I, what I learned today when you and I were talking is how we handle our emotions in front of our kids. Right. And how, and how that guides them and, in terms of what they think they're supposed and, to do. And I'm just telling you right now, when, when you started telling me the story and then we started talking about dealing with our emotions in front of our kids and how we exercise them, I was like, oh my gosh, that is something that like I have to it work on mm -hmm. constantly. And, you know, my kids are, are obviously, you know, older. Mm -hmm. They're in the 12 and 15 range. But um, I really thought this would be a great idea for um, our families that are joining us that have the younger kids and also for the people that have the teenagers. For sure. You know, so, yeah. so Anaya, kind of give us the 411 <laughs> what happened this weekend. Well, yeah, and it's. I think it is funny, and I hope that our listeners appreciate. Like often, we come in here, and it, it ends up being like our shares about our own personal family ordeals, uh, trials and tribulations that guide the show, which I think is really lovely. So, so basically, I um, had a little weekend away up in the mountains, uh, which was much needed, and my little one was with her dad for the weekend, and uh, at some point while they were at my place, uh, I have this. Um, beautiful hand-carved buffalo that my dad had given me within the last year. It's not even like I've had it for a long time, but the buffalo has kind of been a big part of my spiritual practice, yada, yada. And my little one tells me on Monday morning as we're getting ready for school um, that something happened over the weekend and she thought I should know, but she was really concerned that I was going to be very upset. And I was just like, oh, just tell me already. Thinking, you know, it might be something that seemed big to her because she's eight, but it wasn't going to be that big a deal. Well, as it turned out, it was a very big deal because this precious thing that my father, who's you know just turned 73 this week, um, had carved a hand carved for me. It was very, very precious, and and that it had been knocked off uh, its its my, on my altar and was broken, Ooh. broken into three pieces. Ah, yes. Can I ask repairable? 
well, that that's another, and I, I think that's it's a really good question, and actually part of the way that I, so let me just say that, so I, I, I freaked out. I, I lost it, I, and not without consciously, like it would have been way worse had I been in the house by myself, discovered the buffalo was broken. I'm not even sure what I would have done. So I was definitely still aware of like, I don't want, inside it was explosive, but I'm like, I needed an outlet. And so she saw me get, uh, it was a mix of anger, frustration, and sadness. Those were the three emotions and they were potent. And I finally had to just be like, this is my room. This is my space. That is why I'm constantly telling everybody to please be careful around here because there I've got precious things on here. And I just sort of was going off. And then I finally just like, I need you to get out of here right now. I need you to get out of my room. I need a moment. And she was very affected. And I'm aware that I have, you know, when I emote, that it is, I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's a force. <laughs> I can tell you right now, uh-huh. while you're telling the story, and yep. I heard it for the second time, yep. like I started to back away, right? Yeah. <laughs> And when you told me originally, when we were Uh sitting at the table drinking coffee, like I was like, this buffalo head. I I, want to ask our listeners right now, if anyone knows anything about woodworking, can you just email us, us. radparenting at gmail.com, can we fix the buffalo head? Well, and and, and just to be like, to give you the full like scope of, of why it was, you know, besides the obvious reasons why it was so intense, because this, this, you know, wooden hand carved buffalo from my dad, I mean, it was a supercharged piece, one, because it it came from my dad. I don't know how much longer I'm going to have my dad, Um, but also um, because it has been part of my... My spiritual practice, it was sort of loaded with other meaning. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, is this a sign? Is this, it was just a very, very heavily charged moment. So I pulled myself together. And like 15 minutes later, as we were continuing on with our morning routine, I could see she was still affected by it. And I, on instinct, pulled her aside and I said, look at me. I am sad. I am angry, I am frustrated, and all of those emotions are absolutely appropriate, given that something very, very special and dear to me was broken. It's in pieces. I mean, I can almost cry now talking about it. It was really intense. And I said, but those are my emotions. They are not yours. I am not angry with you. I'm not frustrated. You didn't do it. Wow, you said all that. I did. I love that. In fact, it was her dad that had knocked it off. And, and what was I, that talk like? That was... <laughs> That's a different another show. show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but, but yeah. on instinct, I very clearly... And it's interesting because um, one of my... A, a, a woman that works closely with me with Real Girl, um, who lives up in Northern California, comes and like actually stays with us for two to three weeks a month to, to work with me when we have a big project or whatever. And she had heard this exchange. And so I was just in my little bubble with my little one. But after I got her to school and came back to the house, Kimberly said, I was listening to what you said to her. And I hope you realize how important it was for her to to see that you were having these big emotions, but for you to also qualify, because it would be natural. We've talked before about parents being the radio tower. Our kids are naturally going to be affected when we, even just when we feel big emotions, whether we're emoting them in in an obvious way or not. But she said, in telling her, she said, I feel like you gave her permission to have her own feelings when something devastating happens and not feel like she has to clam up or tamp that down because she's not supposed to express sadness or frustration or anger or whatever. And so that gave me um, 
some really much needed perspective um, in terms of the parenting piece. And then what this dear friend also came through with is she reminded me of a practice that the Japanese use. It's long, it's been in, in practice for very many, many, many years. Um, and that is that when something precious breaks, instead of you tossing it out like, well, now that it's no longer in its perfect state, we're going to toss it in the, in the trash, you actually use, and the way that they did it is they actually would put gold, silver, or platinum into a lacquer, and they would repair the piece of pottery, this pr whatever, the precious whatever piece of pottery, and so that not only was it repaired, but that you could see where the cracks were. And their their belief was that there is growth, there is learning, there's there's so much so in the So using that experience to also make that piece of art or whatever it was that broke, that it still continues in your life and it's okay with these cracks. Exactly, that we can see. exactly. Like and there's actually value. There's actually beauty in the cracks that it somehow has changed form, but there's something for us in that. So she mentioned this, of course, you know, sent me a, a wiki page, which led me to this awesome little video, which I then forwarded to my little one to watch when she got home from school that day. So not only had we had this moment around dealing with big emotions and them being like part of being human and how to hold that and take responsibility for them, because had I, side note, had I gone off on her and allowed my emotions to be, for her to be a punching bag for my emotions, I would have done major damage, and I would have owed her an apology because that would be the opposite of what I would be trying to model for her. That, well, I was angry, so I could just get to vomit that all over you and you have to hold that. No, no. In fact, each of us, and it's a part of what we want them to be by the time they're adults, is capable of feeling and taking responsibility for their emotions, not it being an excuse because you're having a bad day to vomit that all over other people and leave it on sticking on them. I got to stop you right there because what you said is so important is being responsible for your emotions, no different than being responsible. We're responsible as parents for making sure there's a roof over the head, making sure yep. that the fridge is full, making sure that we're a good role model. Then all of a sudden we get upset. Right. We've all seen ourselves do it, whether it's in the car, someone cuts you off on freeway, something happens in the parking lot of a store. Mm -hmm. uh, you and your spouse get into it. You yep. and your partner get into it. Before you know it, things are said. Well, I was upset. These are the reasons. And it's almost this free pass for like you're Bad saying. Bad behavior. And I've never heard, I've never heard it described that way, vomiting all over you. But it really is such a negative experience when you do go off on mm -hmm. someone for something they didn't have anything to do with. And in this case, your daughter, uh, you know, not the one that broke the buffalo head. Yeah. So when we're dealing with our emotions in front of our kids, can you, can you kind of give me like a step-by-step -step way that we can kind of use these opportunities to like, I guess what I'm saying is for a listener right now, like, okay, I do get upset. Mm -hmm. My kids have seen me get upset. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever owned it as much as Anea did right here. I know for me, I'm just fully being transparent here. I have totally blown it the other way where I have, gotten upset about something and, and, you know, vomited all over everybody. Mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. you know what, guys, I call it the rupture right. and then I got to repair it. Yes. You know, that was, As have I. I mean, I did, I did a show. good job this time, but yeah. it's not always the case. So let's, let's just rewind right now on mm -hmm. how we can uh, better handle our emotions. And also I want to get into when we let our kids know, which mm -hmm. would lead into, yeah, I'm feeling sad today. Yeah, I am right. upset today. Right. So, yeah, I'm not having a good day today because I know sometimes for me, and I don't know about other parents out there, 
you know, I sometimes have come from the place of everything's great. Mm-hmm. PMA, positive mental attitude. Well, you know, my daughter said to me, Dad, you know, not everything's great. And yes. I, and I've been like, you're right. Like, it's okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. bummed today. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's really interesting should, because should we do the steps thing kind of first when, when the um, when you have that emotional yes. so, moment. Sure. And then we'll lead into just okay. Emotions. So, so first of all, and it, and it's interesting because you know what I also told you this morning was it was really a beautiful coincidence that shortly after I had come across this article about how much we have this tendency as parents to make it seem like no everything's okay. Like I'm okay. Like mommy's never unhappy. Mommy's never angry. Mommy's never sad because <laughs> we I don't even know what it is we're trying to do. We don't want to make our kids feel unsettled or unsafe or whatever. And and I get that. And I think it comes from a really good place, but we're also setting them up to think that that's how they're supposed to be. And that is unhealthy. We can all feel when we start to pack too much down and it's just waiting for a rupture. It's just waiting for a little crack to come through and probably be much more explosive than it would be if we were honoring those emotions on an ongoing basis. So I think that first and foremost, as always, it's modeling. It's think about right now, you know, as you're listening to the podcast, when you get off the podcast, when you have big emotions, how to date have you been expressing those in front of your kids? Are you explaining to them that having emotions big ones, little ones, happiness, sadness, anger, whatever, that that's part of being human. And that secondly, our emotions have something to tell us, but they do not define us. Meaning that, and this is one of the things I had read in the article that I really loved with this whole idea of telling our, first of all, being honest with them when you're feeling whatever emotion. And then secondly, reminding them that like, it's like a weather report, you know, checking in with your kids saying, you know, some days it's rainy. Are you, is, does it feel rainy inside right now? Does it, is the sun that's shining? That's a great analogy. It is because one of the things that's really beautiful and powerful about that analogy is what we all know, even our, a five-year-old kid knows, that even if it rained for three, four, five, I mean, here in SoCal, this year it's a little more normal to see the rain, but generally speaking, we don't see a lot of rain, but they know that it's going to pass. And so instead of having this feeling that like, oh boy, if I'm really sad right now, that must mean I'm a sad person or or that's the emotions bigger than I am. There's nothing for me to do with that except be, you know, a slave or imprisoned by this feeling when in fact, how about if we looked at the sadness in a gentle open way and said, "What do you have to teach me?" Where, I love that. Where I is love this that. coming from? Because what we want to do for our kids is ultimately help them to understand that their emotions are signals, they're signposts for us, that if we were having consecutive days of being unhappy in whatever situation, that that might mean that there's something that we need to change and we have the ability as captains of our own ships, as authors of our own stories, to make changes because although it's impossible to say 24-7, I'm going to be a happy person, um, that we should all be striving to have some I would say significant degree of contentment or we want to have joy in our lives as frequently as possible. And when it's not there, it's not to be denied or stuffed away. It's to be looked at and say, huh, where's that coming from? So if it's in a relationship, what is it about this particular friendship that maybe isn't working for me? Do I need to make an adjustment? Do I need to ask this person to make an adjustment in their future? If they're dreading getting up to go to a job day after day, I think it's important for us to tell them that that sadness or that frustration or dread has something to tell us that maybe we're moving in the wrong direction and we need to make a change. So th- these are all like really potent life skills that we are 
providing for our kids in terms of navigating their own lives, both in the present, whether they're three, you know, 10, 13, 20, or um, in their adult lives when they are dealing with more complex situations. So with the emotional uh, ways that we deal, the way that we deal with our own emotions in front of our kids, it really can give them the life lessons so that as they get older and they feel these emotions, they have the tools and the ways to deal with them. One of the things I always like to tell my kids when they have moments where they're down or they're sad or they're blue is I always say, live in that moment. As much as we tell everyone, live in the moment of, you know, oh my gosh, we're having the greatest day yeah. ever. It's at, we're at the beach. The sun is out. Yeah. You know, t- tonight we're doing Make this. Make the most of it. Make the most of it. I, I do believe, and, and after hearing what you say is I feel that it's so important that when you are sad and you are down, and, and I've said this to my kids sometimes, uh, yeah, I'm feeling bummed today because you know A, B, and C happened. Mm-hmm. I'm also quick to tell them, yeah, I'm feeling bummed today, and they're like, and my son might say, why? You know, what are you bummed about? And I'll be like, I can tell you why I'm bummed because A, um, I ate like a lot of pizza last night, mm-hmm. and then I went to bed super late, mm-hmm. and and I can tell that I'm my uh, body's not my, happy today. My body is not stoked right yeah. now. Yeah, and he'll be like, really? That can happen? Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. Yes, like, that's. Like, and then you- when it happens to him, he knows. Yeah. there's nothing more. There's no more potent teacher teacher than what we show our kids, not what we tell our kids. That that factors in, but our kids will most naturally default to what was modeled for them from one day to the next. It will give them permission. It will guide them. It will, it's just, it's just such, so, so once again, it comes back to what is the work that we need to do as human beings who happen to be steering this ship, not only for ourselves, but for our kids, knowing that what they see is what we're going to send them out into the world with. Why do you think as parents, and I don't want to speak for everybody, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. Why do why do we have that need to sometimes not let our kids know that we're sad or let our kids just yeah, how's how are you feeling, Dad? Oh, everything's great. Mm-hmm. You know, not talking a hundred percent honest. Why do you think there is that well, need to do that? I think I think it comes from a place of wanting to protect our children. Like we think is you know they're not ready to handle it. Um, they might ask questions that I'm not sure how I'm going to answer. I feel like I might fall apart midway. As you know, we often if we're holding big emotions, the minute we start talking about it, we break down or we get angry all over again. Um, but I think we have to you know take the opportunity to say okay, you know, because it's always okay to say you know what I'm kind of having a tough day, um, and I, I'd love to tell you a little bit more about it, but I'm still working through that myself. And as soon as I feel like I can explain it to you in a way that'll make sense. I, I promise you that I'll come back and share with you so that they're not kept in the dark because this is the thing is our kids always know. They can feel when something's up. And usually what I have what I have noticed, not only with my own children, but you know, kids I work with, families that I work with, is the parents will be going through something and they'll talk about their kids being quote unquote unaware that we're having this problem, this money problem, this, you know, whatever problem. Um, but they're suddenly acting out. Well, they're acting out because intuitively they feel like something's off. But 
the parents are going, oh, no, 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 everything's okay. So now they're short-circuiting because they're like, well, my instincts or my intuition is telling me one thing. Every fiber of my body says something's not quite right with mom or dad or mom and dad, but they're telling me, the people that I trust most to tell me the truth are saying, there's nothing wrong. So I guess there's something wrong with me. We don't want that. We want them to trust their instincts. We want them to be in tune with those feelings that are sometimes bigger and clearer than our intellectual capacity to understand something. So it's really important that you, if your kid comes to you and says, is everything okay? Or you seem sad or you seem upset, don't deny that feeling or that sense of what's going on in your child, say, you know what? You're absolutely right. I am having a tough day. I'm not ready to talk about it now, but if you'd like to hear more about it, I'll come to you and, and you know, maybe there's something you could learn for it, from it. Being human in front of your kids is not going to harm them. It is going to help them to also be fully human. And if you're not human, then you start acting like a robot. Yes. And your kids get the wrong impression. Well, not only the wrong impression, but it can literally be detrimental to their health. Because what we know, and we have increasing research to tell us this, is that in terms of like leading causes of not just like, you know, heart attacks and other stress related, but cancers that are literally, they manifest because of big emotion that has just been tamped down and tamped down and without a place to go and have a healthy outlet. It's like you start to implode and it starts to have an impact on the way that cells are are manifesting and, and, and taking form. So it's really important, like not only in terms of their day-to-day ability to move in a social context in a way that's healthy for themselves and others, but also their physical health can be impacted by not having good tools to manage big emotions. Man, if that's not enough right there for all of us to take a step back, deal with our emotions in a way that our kids can mirror the way that, that, and have the tools to go on their life without bottling down yep. all of those feelings inside yep. that right there. That like I always know we had a great episode when I don't talk. Right. <laughs> well, there's there is one thing though <laughs> that I do want to bring up real quick because you're a dad and I think this is in the whole con, con, uh, conversation around emotion. I always think it's especially important to to um, speak to the fact that a, the the big damaging thing that we do to boys is we teach them that they are not allowed to have a gamut of emotions, that because they are male, they're supposed to fit into this man box where the only really acceptable emotion to to um, show the world is anger. You're not supposed to show a vulnerability, sadness, frustration, being out of control. And I think that for <laughs> you as a dad, Joe, like I, I think it's really important, and I and I know that you you do this. We you know, around Nate is is to let them see you be a oh, whole yeah. human yeah. being no, no, that no, has a variety say, of emotions because yeah, he needs permission. Yeah, no, no. I wish I wish we could throw a mic in front of Karen right now because she'd say, "Oh yeah, the most emotional person in this house is Joe." It's Joe. <laughs> but I think that has a lot to do with being a comedian because as comedians, we're just like, "Am I acceptable?" Yeah. You know, like, well, no, I, you are a comedian because yeah, you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I am definitely um, that was. I've I've been very fortunate that um, just. My own father and the men in my life were, they were, you know, crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all the time. <laughs> that might but, be a sign of intense depression. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But no, but you know, we've talked about it on the show. I jog and I cry. Yeah. I cry while I jog. I laugh, you know, uh, emotions are coming. But I, I know though for a lot of guys out there, and for a lot of guys that are probably listening to the show right now, they're like, yeah, I grew up in a household where we didn't cry. I yeah. grew up in a household where we didn't tell each other we loved them, love each other. Or I grew up in a household where, 
uh, there, when someone did get upset, that was just the way that it was, and there wasn't any follow up to yeah. it. Uh, there was a rupture, uh, and it, and there wasn't a, a repair. Yep. You know, I always use those two words: rupture, yep. and repair. And I'll tell you right now, I, there's ruptures in my life daily, and I do a lot of repairing. I mean, I am a fix it. I am like I, there should there's a little toolbox with me when I'm around my kids because I am fixing uh, the ruptures that I have. Not yeah. as much, I think. Uh, as I used to, because once you kind of learn, and I'll, and I'll say this for a lot of the dads that are listening right now, I know that some of the stuff that Anaya might be saying is like, wow, how, how would I contain myself if someone, you know, maybe broke something that I like, or mm-hmm. if I, you know, had something happen at work and I get so upset, would I be able to, uh, have the tools within myself Mm -hmm. to deal with this rupture in front of my son or daughter and not aim it at them. Because I know a lot of- That's the key. Yeah. And and I'm just saying, when I first started hearing about that tactic, I was like, it was the equivalent of like, I know I can never slam dunk uh, basketball. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm never going to play for the Lakers, so how would I? It was, seriously, it felt that foreign to me. Right, right. And when I- wanted to kind of end the circle of not um, explaining my emotions and and just being the typical following the same circle that maybe some of the stuff I was mirroring. Uh, the first time I did it was the hardest, but then yeah. it's almost like it's a it's muscle memory. Your body starts to feel the charge coming on. You start to feel the things you're going to say coming to the tip of your tongue, and then you stop them and you don't say them, or you maybe don't misdirect that anger yep. at the people around you. Yep. And I'm telling you right now, you feel a million times better when you don't uh, misdirect that anger. Right. And explain your emotions right. to the people around you. Real okay. So I, I'm just I'm telling you guys right yep. now that is I am your I, it, like I am the poster boy for that. So I think that that's where I mean it would be a great place to wrap is by saying that we are not saying to hold back your emotions. No. We're saying here are there's this is a big teachable moment yeah. that you allow yourself to express your emotions if it's going to be you know, big and bad and get all over everyone like a bunch of vomit, then you figure out a a coping mechanism to be like, like me saying, I need you to leave my room right now. You know, I could have at that point, here's something I would recommend, picked up a pillow and just screamed into it. So I'm giving my body and my being an outlet without, it's like throwing up into the toilet instead of throwing up on somebody else. We have talked about throwing up vomiting so much. Hey, if you're new to the show, (laughs) the next show won't be like this. No, I promise. Can I, can I suggest one thing that I've done? Yeah. Is and, and and just in my in my house it's like, hey, I gotta take a walk, guys. No no offense. Exactly. To, no offense to anyone in this room right now, but I gotta walk around the block and just chill for and a second. that is a form of taking responsibility. You are not saying, I'm gonna go stuff my feelings. You're saying I'm having some big feelings right now and I'm gonna go walk them off and get myself to a place where I can come back and not not be affecting the the rest of my house, which is different than just stuffing it down and then letting it come out at a later time in a bigger, badder way. And also not having that rupture because you say and do things that you're so bummed about. As much as as while you're doing it, it, momentarily it might feel good. Oh my gosh, the hangover from it is so bad. And it is not modeling healthy 
yeah. handling of our emotions. And, and we don't want our kids to have that feeling of like, oh gosh, well, I know how I feel when mom or dad gets mad. So, you know, either they're going to do it by like rote, like just, oh, that's what I do too. Or they're going to shut down and be like, I don't ever want anybody to feel well, that I'm way. i push it down. That's right. And then that's where the cancer That's right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> All of a sudden we've got cancer. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So this is a big, important topic. Lots of teachable moments as always. Um, and remember, you know, we always have to do our own work first as as parents because we are human beings who happen to be modeling and guiding for these little people that we've brought into the world or, or you know, taking responsibility for growing in the world. Absolutely. Hey, uh, anyone that wants to hit us up uh, a question uh, or any comments on today's show, uh, I always love that. Like last week's show uh, was all set up by one of our listeners. And uh, today's show might have opened up uh, a lot of ideas. Like while we were talking, you know, it, are there any things, you know, right now, uh, we all, we're aware it's, let's not ignore, uh, the pink elephant in the room, uh, with the times it's very charged out there in the streets right now. Uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of, uh, maybe kids seeing things in the news, sure. parents talking at the dinner table. We had a dinner party on, um, Saturday night. And, and of course the topic was, you know, the state of affairs that we are in as a country. Yeah. And maybe some of you guys are like, how do I talk to my kids about A, B and C? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering. You know, do we maybe have some topics thrown at us and we can kind of, you know, just go through them? I think it would be really cool to do something like a headlines show. Like, send us, send us, and it doesn't have to be necessarily be a real headline, although there's ample number, ample headlines out there right now. But if you as a parent are having your kid come home and say, you know, so and so, I heard so and so talking about this at school, or they're over your shoulders, you're looking at Facebook, or the news is on, and your kid is like, what is that? What's happening? Any of those things, send them our way. Stirring up those emotions. And we would love to maybe tackle ways that we can maybe discuss those things. Exactly. That would be great. Love it. So uh, all you got to do is email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Once again, radparenting at gmail.com. And um, we'll take on those questions and uh, anything else you have about the show, always throw it there. Uh, One thing that we're going to do right now, uh, we did it last week, uh, or we've done it for the last couple of weeks, uh, is that if you want a chance... To win Anaya's book right now, we usually do it through email, but we've been doing this texting thing now. Anaya's book, Nine Ways That We Are Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. All you got to do right now is uh, text the word parenting to 313131. Text the word parenting to 313131. It doesn't cost any money, and we're going to pick a winner out of there. Tell us what city you live in. Yeah, yeah. I think the- In the text? Uh, yeah, the text will ask you what okay. city you live in, and then we will pick- someone and send you a book. So text the word parenting to 313131. Any questions, radparenting at gmail.com. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. We are out of here. Late. Late.